All right, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. Going to be going over some NFL and college football picks in tonight's podcast. Um, and then I'll get my thoughts on the NFL. I'm not going to go through every game like I've done in the past and kind of give an, a lean. I'm just because I got like six picks. They're all pretty much square plays. So I guess I'm a square player. But um, finally had a good week last week. I went 3-0 and on the podcast and improved to 14-16, and which is still obviously a shitty season. So let's hopefully we could get get it going here. Um, I feel like in college, I think I'm doing better in college as compared to the NFL. I still haven't got it going necessarily on the picks on the NFL. But let's start with college football. I'm going to ride with Oklahoma minus 17.5 against Texas Tech. I think that spread went up to like 19 or something. I would still let it let it go. Um, I just see Oklahoma like, yeah, they they look terrible against Kansas, and I think they were just sleepwalking in that game with with Khalid Williams now at the quarterback. I mean, they're just going to score a bunch of points. And Texas Tech fired their coach. I don't know. Maybe they're going to play harder for their intern coach, but I doubt it. I think Oklahoma's, you know, almost every game – that they play, I expect them to score 40, 50 points. Because now with Khalid Williams, they can run the ball. You got a quarterback as a dual threat. He can run, and then it opens it up for the running backs, you know, Gray and um, Brooks. And it just it just makes it so much easier for that offense. They got they just they seem like they're playing um better as a team, like more as a team, and they, they like Williams way more than Rattler. Rattler was you know, he had a big arm, but he doesn't open up the offense. With um, with Riley, the coach, like, they want to be run-pass, you know, option. And with Khalid Williams, it, it fits their offense. I think they're going to score a bunch of points in this game. Texas Tech might score some. But I think eventually you're looking at, like, you know, a 52 to 20 type of win or, you know, 48, 24 maybe. Um, I just... I'll be stunned if Oklahoma doesn't get 45-plus points in this one. So I'm going to take the Sooners minus the 17-and-a-half. I'm almost in the same situation on the next game. I'm going to take Ohio State minus 18-and-a-half against Penn State. I don't like this one as much. Penn State obviously struggled and lost to Illinois. I think they gave up like close to 300 yards or gave up 300 yards rushing in that game. Uh, Ohio State to me, is getting it going. They look like the second-best team in college football right now. They're, they're, they're humming on offense. C.J. Stroud, he's throwing some dimes. Um, the Henderson, Trevon Henderson kid, the running back, the freshman, is a stud. And when you got that duo quarterback and running back that are that elite, I, I really like to lean on those type of teams in college football. Uh, defensively, Ohio State, it seems like they're getting better, but the competition hasn't been that good lately. I mean, you could say the same thing for offense, but, I mean, Strout's just putting the ball in the money. And when you got two receivers like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, I mean, both are going to be NFL, probably first-rounders, maybe a first-and-a-second-round type of receiver. Uh, I just don't see Penn State being able to hang with them. Now, can Penn State's defense – Penn State's defense is their best chance to cover the spread here because Penn State's defense is pretty good. But they've also played like a weak schedule. Like they haven't played anyone that's got a got an offense even close to Ohio State's, you know. 
And Penn State can't run the ball. And Ohio State, to me, their weakness is stopping the run. You saw that in the Oregon game. Um, Sean Clifford's a little banged up. He did not look good against Illinois. I know Penn State's going to come out and, you know, give a give a much better effort than they did against Illinois. But I just think once Ohio State gets it going, as long as as long as it, it's not, you know, like 17-14 at half or something like that, then I think Ohio State's going to cover. So if we get a 21-10 at half, I mean, we're going to cover easily. I think in the second half, Ohio State's going to boat race them because Penn State will have to have to throw every single down. And Clifford, to me, looks hurt. And I just don't think they have the personnel. James Franklin, uh, Penn State head coach, to me, he's overrated. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why USC would want him or some of these schools. You know, he's talk. Their media members are like, maybe he'll go to LSU or USC. I, I just don't see it with that guy. I mean, they got some some good players here and there, like Doxon, the receiver's really good, and Joey Porter's pretty good, and um, they got an edge rusher. I think he's number thirteen. I don't know. He's pretty good, but I mean, they don't have you know elite talent like Ohio State. I think eventually this talent is just going to overcome it. Um, I think Stroud. You know, he's got a chance to be the first pick in the 2023 draft. I mean, he looks really good as a quarterback to me. And once you get it going, with the, I like to bet on good quarterbacks. I know these are kind of like square plays, but I, I, I just like them. Because I just got a feeling that you're going to look at the scoreboard in the first half or early in the second half, and you're going to be like, fuck, why didn't I just bet those teams? Because I, I just feel like both these games are going to be – they're just going to boat race them. I, I expect Ohio State to score, you know. 40-plus points, and I don't expect Penn State to get more than 20. Penn State's offense is just not that good. It's not impressive. Ohio State does not have the defense that it's had in the past, you know, with the Bosas or uh, Chase Young. But I think their offense is 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 got more ability to hit you over the top. I mean, previously with Fields and Dobbins, they would always get the short down conversions, and that was always – Really nice to bet on them, but it, it seemed like it took them more plays. With this offense, you know, it's just bang, bang, boom, touchdown. Um, I'm also going to take, in college football, I'm going to take Clemson minus the 9.5 against Florida State. Um, I watched the Clemson-Pitt game. I bet on Pitt last week. Clemson in the first half, the offensive line and defensive line were kind of winning the game, especially on the defensive line. And I was a little worried in that game. And then Kenny Pickett, they, they, they got him some time, and then he bought some time. And Kenny Pickett's really good, actually, uh, going forward. I think that guy's probably, I don't know, probably a top 10 pick, top 15 pick. I mean, he looks like a really good quarterback, in my opinion. But Clemson's defense is really good. I think it's probably the second-best defense in college football. It's just their offense. Their offense hasn't done shit. And they've, they haven't even scored more than 20 points or 19, I think, or um, they, yeah, they haven't scored more than 20 points in a game against a, you know, a Division One uh, team. So DJ Alugle or whatever his name is, I mean, he's been really piss poor at quarterback. But he threw one pass to Will Shipley that I mean, he threw it right on the, right on the money, dude. It would have been a touchdown, like a 50 yarder, and the guy just drops it. I think Shipley will get. Um, they were running against uh, Pittsburgh early in the game. They kind of got away from that. I don't know why. And I just think 
I think Florida State like has played a couple cakewalk games and they've blown some teams out, but Clemson, I think Dabo, my my big handicap here is Dabo Sweeney. Like I know Dabo and Clemson, they don't want to get two programs going. You don't want to get Miami going and you don't want to get Florida State going. Those are the two programs that can out recruit you, you know, eventually if they get it if they get it going. So a team like Clemson is gonna wanna steamroll a team like Florida State to like prove to recruits like, hey, they still suck. Look how much better we are. Come come play our our program. Like they're not getting it going. The arrow's not pointing up for them. So if it gets, you know, late in the fourth quarter or, you know, second half and it's like they're in control of the game, like they ain't gonna take the foot off the gas. They're gonna keep trying to make it trying to embarrass Florida State. Another part of this game that I really like is Dabo last year was really upset that Florida State didn't play him because it was like some COVID situation and Florida State kind of like backed out of the game. Well, Dabo was pissed about that. So I got a feeling they're going to have a good game plan and they're going to try to shove it into uh, Florida State's ass. And I like Will Shipley. The running back's really good. I think Clemson, you know, should be able to run the ball here. And I, I, I mean, passing game is not really great, but I think defensively Clemson's D-line should eat. Florida State's offensive line is terrible. Florida State can't really throw the ball. They just have this running quarterback. He just tries to run every fucking play. And Clemson will get too many negative plays. And, you know, you get in a second and 13 or third and eights, and you you just can't keep running with your quarterback. So I think Clemson covers the nine and a half. I could see, you know, a 27 to 10 type of score here. All right, go to the NFL. I'm going to take the Eagles minus three um, against Detroit. Detroit play their ass off against the Rams. Two fake punts, onside kick, and they still lost. And they still lost by nine points. I mean, Detroit's depleted with injuries right now. Um, their roster was probably bottom five to go into the season. And then with the injuries right now, I mean, besides the Texans, I think the Lions have the worst roster in the NFL. You know, they don't have Ragnow, the, I think is the best center in football. They don't have the right tackle. He hasn't played all year. And Taylor Decker, they don't have any of the receivers. They don't have their number one or number two receiver. They don't have their number one, number three corner. Although the guys replacing them have played pretty good at the cornerback position. And then, you know, um, they got some other injuries, but those are the main injuries. It's, it's just it's too many injuries right now for them. As far as the Eagles go, I just think like this is a game that the Eagles are going to feel like they got to win. They played terrible last week. Everyone was on them for some reason against the Raiders. I was not. Um, I stayed away from that. Too many people were on it. I was just like, there's just no way. I don't like to bet on bad quarterbacks. I think Jalen Hurts is a bad quarterback. But I like this situation because the last time that the Lions played a game that was really close and kind of felt like you got – you know, punching the gut loss. They came against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati smoked them. Now, Cincinnati's much better than Philadelphia, but only minus three here. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Detroit could win this game. I don't love this bet because it's Jalen Hurts, but I, I think Philadelphia's passing game should be able to have some success here. And then Jalen Hurts 
should be able to run enough. And then the d- defensive line for the Eagles, uh, Detroit's O-line, you know, was supposed to be really good this year. It's okay at times. Sewell's good, but they don't have Ragnow and they don't have Taylor Decker. I think the Eagles' defensive line should be able to get enough pressure on Jared Goff. And Goff is terrible. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. I mean, he's so bad. He, he can't even throw like a check down to DeAndre Swift. So I got the Eagles minus three. I'm going to go also with the Bengals minus 10. And this is as square of a play as you get. Now the Bengals are going to be playing on their third straight road game. And I usually fade these type of teams. But the Jets are, are having a backup quarterback, Mike White. And I got a feeling the Bengals after a while, you know, this week are going to be able to study for that guy. Know what his tendencies are. And the Bengals defense is so good. Um, their defensive line is really good. The The reader guy just stuffs a run. Hendrickson, they got from the Saints. I didn't think, you know, was going to be a good signing for them. He's been a great signing for them. Uh, oh, uh, the cornerback, what is his name? Um, Wagbe or whatever um, is really good. They've had some really good signings. And then you got Jamar Chase and you got Burrow. I mean, yeah, I could see the Bengals kind of sleepwalking in this game, but their defense is so good. Usually you don't sleepwalk defensively. You can sleepwalk offensively. Um, the Jets, this is more of a fade on the Jets. This isn't like a time really to back the Bengals so much. It's just more of a fade on the Jets. The Jets were coming off a bye and just got absolutely demolished against the, the Patriots. Um, they don't have really anything going offensively. Now without Zach Wilson, I don't think they'll be able to push the ball down the field. And their offensive line is a weak point in their team. And the Bengals' defensive line is really strong. So I see a couple turnovers from the quarterback, White. And then, you know, Burrow, he's not – he's fine. He's not going to turn the ball over. Their offensive line – excuse me. Now, Bengals' offensive line is the weak point of their team. But I think they'll score enough. They'll be fine. And I could see, you know – I don't know, a 24 to 10 game here, 27 to 13 type of game. I see the Bengals, you know, covering here. Then I got Dallas minus two. I think it's down. I think it, you might be able to get one and a half on this. Um, sorry, my dog is just barking outside. Um, you might be able to get even a better spread. I think it's coming down. I think people are betting the Vikings, which is fine. I mean, I'll take Dallas, though. Kirk Cousins sucks in the primetime games. And I really like Dallas because their defense is pretty good. Uh, They're making plays. Randy Gregory, I would much rather bet on, you know, um, Prescott than Cousins. I just feel like he's more in control. I feel like Dallas' offensive line is much better. They got much better receivers. You know, I mean, Jefferson and Thielen are pretty good. But, you know, I mean, Lamb and Cooper, the tight ends. Dallas has got two good tight ends. Offensive line's better. Prescott's better, running backs, you know, I think Cook's better in Minnesota, but, you know, Zeke and Pollard are run, both running hard, and then I trust Dallas's defense more than I even trust Minnesota's now. Minnesota's defensive line's really good. They're getting pressure with Daniel Hunter back, but their secondary is kind of a weak point. You could throw on them. You could You could do a lot of things against them, and I just, again, I like Prescott over – um, 
over Cousins. Cousins, he's tough to bet on. All right, so I'm going to go over the NFL, kind of like where we're at. Um, kind of have a short podcast today. Um, as far as the AFC East goes, I mean, I'm not going to go over every team, but I'm just going to go over. I think, that obviously, the Bills are going to win the division. I think they're going to be in the hunt for one seed. The Pats have a, the Patriots have a pretty good, decent chance of making the playoffs. Uh, they already played the Jets, though, twice, and they already played the Dolphins once. So they only have one more easy game in the division. I don't know the rest of their schedule, but it seems like the Patriots are starting to get it going. I really like the Bills, going back to the Bills. Defensively, I think they're better than what they've been in the past. Um, Josh Allen's a stud. I wish they would run the ball a little bit more. That would be my concern with the Bills. Can you run the ball? As far as the AFC North goes, this is going to be a really good division. I, I believe in Cincinnati. They're 5-2. and two. Um, I think they're for real. They have a really good defense. I don't see their defense like as a fluke. I mean, it's flying to the football. Um, they get, Jamar Chase is an absolute stud. He looks like uh, Sterling Sharp back in the day. Like, you know, like that 6'1", six 6'1", six six but thick, break tackles, you know. Can hit you over the top. He doesn't have blazing speed, but can still hit you over the top. Take an intermediate route and then take it to the house, like, because it's so hard to tackle him. So, uh, um, uh, Mixon's running hard. The tight end, CJ, whatever his name is, is looks pretty good. And then I, I still think Cleveland's really good. Baltimore, I think Baltimore's a little more fluky than I, than the record. What are they, 5-2? and two? I, don't, I don't think they're as good as that record. I mean, they could have lost to Detroit. They could have lost to Indianapolis. Um, who else could they? Oh, they could have lost to the Chiefs. I mean, they they kind of got lucky, I think, on a few games. I don't trust their defense. I don't trust Lamar when he falls behind. I know he came back against the Colts, and everyone wants to like praise him so much for it, which which is fine, whatever. I mean, Lamar's really good. They don't. They just don't have the like offensive, like. I don't know. Their offensive line's not as good as it's been in the past, and they don't have the running backs. They don't have any running back who's a threat. So it's kind of like all on Lamar. And I feel like Lamar kind of gets tired. Like, he got tired in the Cincinnati game from running around so much, trying to make plays. Like, I think it was because Cincinnati scored so quick. Like, Cincinnati would hit a couple home runs, and Baltimore would be back out there. And you would think, oh, Cincinnati's defense is the one that was going to get tired. But it was Lamar because he has to do everything. I just feel like he has to do too much. I, th- I mean, Baltimore will make the playoffs. I think Cleveland still is going to make the playoffs. I don't think Pittsburgh will. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger sucks. He's done. Uh, their Pittsburgh's defense is pretty good. They got other things, whatever, but their offensive line's not good. As far as the AFC South goes, Tennessee's been impressive. I didn't think they were that good. They they look better than I thought. Um, I mean, they they just they just run the ball. I mean, Travis. Or um, Derrick Henry, I mean, no one can really stop him. You just keep pounding the ball, keep pounding the ball. Last week they got a good pass rush against the Col- um, against the Chiefs. I was impressed with that. But the Chiefs' offensive line, I'm getting less and less impressed with them. I mean, they're pretty brutal. The Colts, I think, once they got um, the offensive lineman uh, from Notre Dame. The guard, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Once they got him going back, the offensive line has been much better, and they've been able to run the ball. If they keep feeding Taylor, then they got a shot. Carson Wentz, I'm not a big fan of, but he's playing much better than he has in the previous couple years. 
So I think the Colts have a really good shot at making the playoffs. As far as the AFC West goes, the Chiefs are done. I don't know why people, like, they're just, I, I think the Chiefs are done. They don't do anything, you know, above average except for throw the football. And they can't really pass block to be, like, an elite passing team. They're not even an elite passing team, in my opinion, because, yeah, they got an elite quarterback, and, yeah, they got an elite receiver when he's healthy and Tyreek Hill. He doesn't look healthy the last couple of weeks. And they got an elite tight end in Kelsey. But when their offensive line is that bad and you got to throw every fucking down because your defense sucks and you, you don't – I don't know why they don't try to run earlier in the games and try to save their defense, but they don't want to. And it's just it's just too easy to beat a team like that. Um, they can't stop the pass. They can't stop the run. They don't really run the ball, and the only thing that they do above average is throw the ball. You're going you're to cause turnovers. I mean, they're trying to win every single game 34-31. I mean, it's just it's very hard to play the quarterback position like that. It reminds me of, you know, all the years I watched the Lions where Lions did nothing well. They couldn't stop the run, couldn't stop the pass. Their O-line sucked. They couldn't run the ball, and they, they would just tell Stafford, like, hey, we need you to go win the game. And Stafford, you could say, well, he had Calvin Johnson. That's what everyone always comes back. Well, he had Calvin Johnson. Okay. He had Calvin Johnson for seven of the years. But you have to build a team. I mean, Mahomes has, and I'm not trying to compare Stafford to Mahomes because Mahomes is better. But, I mean, this dude's got uh, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. Stafford never had, you know, Calvin Johnson and some big-time tight end or or a big-time number two uh, Option, you could say, oh, he had Golden Tate. Well, Johnson was hurt that year, and they went 11-5. and five. So the one year that they had Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate, they went 11-5. and five. Um, It's just too easy to defend. There's nothing that the defense really fears. And another thing is, it looks pretty obvious to me that Andy Reid, he's not all into it. Uh, looks like he's got either some health concerns of his own or, you know, what happened with his kid last year in the Super Bowl. Um, they're just not making the playoffs. They're, they're not, they're so bad defensively and they don't have a good enough offensive line to just be like, okay, we could just throw every down and we'll try to hold you, your team to field goals and we get touchdowns and we'll just outscore you. I just don't see it. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I thought he was going to be good coming out of LSU. I thought it was a perfect pick for them because they have three receivers, you know, in Hill and Hardman. And at the time, Sammy Watkins, you know, these fast receivers, you could go deep, open it up for Kelsey, and then you had another guy coming out of the backfield, I thought, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, catching the ball. And it just looked like it was going to be the perfect, you know, running back for their system. He he, he doesn't look good. He doesn't look explosive. Um, I think the Williams, Darren Williams or Darnell Williams, whatever his name is, is a better running back than him. But they don't run the ball enough. I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, they could have used DeAndre Swift. But um, so I don't think they're making the playoffs. The Raiders, I don't think they're as good as their five and two record. But their defense is much better. I'm not a big Derek Carr uh, fan. Um, I just I don't think he's that good. They got weapons, you know, Edwards and uh, Ruggs and Renfro and Waller. Um, the offensive line is okay at times. I don't know. I guess it's below average. Um, they need to get the running game going. They need uh, 
Jacobs to get healthy. And then the Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to win the division. They got the best quarterback, you know, playing the best. I mean, he's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, I think I would take him probably number one. Their offensive line, you know, is okay. It's, it's good enough right now. Um, the head coach goes forward on too many times on fourth downs. You know, the the media just circle jerks him every time he goes for it on fourth down, but it's going to backfire. And it backfired in the last game against Baltimore. Um, it was bound to happen. He, I mean, he kept getting it and kept getting it, and everyone's like, oh, it's so great. He's going for it and this and that. You can't go for it as many times as he's going for it. Um, it was bound to bounce against him. And if I was a Charger fan, I, I would – I'd want him to not do that as much. If the one thing I think the Chargers are missing is a running back that could run in between the tackles. You know, you don't want to use um, Eckler. You don't want to. You don't want to give him fifteen, twenty rushes and then give him five to ten catches out of the backfield. It's just too much. He's not big enough. So uh, they need if they can trade for you know, a running back that could just come in and get five, ten carries, but can run in between the tackles. I think that would that would really help. They don't stop the run, so they're gonna have trouble against teams that are just gonna run the ball. You know, if they face Cleveland in the playoffs, Baltimore, uh, Tennessee, then they're gonna they're gonna have trouble against those teams stopping the run. But everything else I think is pretty good for the Chargers. They're they're gonna win that division. Let's go to the NFC East. Dallas is the only team to talk about in the NFC East. I think Dallas is legit because their defense is pretty good. Randy Gregory, I really like a lot. I mean, that's a hell of a player. Uh, Michael Parsons, I, I didn't, I didn't know that he was this good of a pass rusher. You know, if I would have known that, I would have, I would have been higher on him coming out of the draft. I mean, so basically, like when coming out of the draft, I was like, oh, he could stuff the run, but. He's not that good at covering, and as a linebacker nowadays, you better be able to cover because these tight ends and running backs, they'll exploit you, and they just said, screw it. We'll just put him down as a pass rusher, and he's pretty good at it. So um, obviously Diggs gets like an interception every game. I think Dallas is for real. Uh, as far as the NFC North goes, Green Bay is obviously going to win that division. That's going to be an easy one for them. Um, Minnesota might make the playoffs. Chicago, Chicago's in trouble, in my opinion. I mean, Fields, he holds the ball too long. He's got a long windup. He doesn't anticipate throws. But I don't know how bad he is or how good he could be with that coach. I just, I just can't stand him. that coach is terrible. They're gonna get, they're gonna get rid of that coach. I, I assume. I think they'll, you know, probably win six, seven games this year. Get rid of the coach, start over, but they don't have their first-round pick come next year. So I think that's going to hurt them. Minnesota, going back to them. I mean, they might make the playoffs, but they'll be one and done. Green Bay, I, I don't really trust Green Bay. I think Green Bay, and when I talk about the Rams, these are, uh, to me, the two most overrated teams as far as, like, yeah, their record says they're 6-1 and one, or, yeah, 6-1. and one. And they got good quarterback, Stafford, and – Rodgers, but what like Green Bay can run the ball at least, you know, and and if Bakhtari or Bakatari, whatever his name is, the left tackle gets back, then that'll help out a lot too. But th- their defense is soft. Their defense isn't that good. They're getting a little bit better pass rush than they've gotten in the past, but if you hear Alexander doesn't come back, I don't know how long he's going to be out. They're going to be in trouble. I just don't trust them. 
They need a number two receiver. Devontae Adams always has to do everything. Tonya finally had a good game for them. But they can run the ball, so I have a little more faith in Green Bay than I do in the Rams. Um, going to the south, I think Tampa Bay's for real. Tampa Bay's going to be a, you know right there for the Super Bowl. They're going to win that division easily. The Saints, they, they just – they don't have a quarterback. They can't really – their defense is really good, one of the best, probably top five, top three. Atlanta's a little surprising, but it seems like Atlanta always plays some shitty-ass team. I swear to God, they're always playing fucking Carolina, Miami, or um, the Jets, um, Jacksonville. I mean, I don't know. They're always playing these shitty-ass fucking teams. So I don't think Atlanta's worth a damn. I don't think they're making the playoffs. The Saints, I mean, their defense is so good. Maybe they have a shot. Um, the NFC is so top-heavy. It's like the five teams are in, right? It's Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona, the Rams, and Dallas. Those five are in. And then there's two wild cards. Is it going to be Minnesota and New Orleans? Is it going to be, you know, I mean, San Francisco, Seattle, I don't, out of Chicago? I don't know. Atlanta? I don't know. The other teams I'm just, just aren't that good. As far as the a- a- NFC West goes, Arizona's for real. They're not a fluke. They do everything pretty well. Like, they lose J.J. Watt. I think that's going to hurt them. But they could run the ball, and then Murray's a stud. They could throw the ball, obviously. I think that both of those are above average, especially because Murray can run. And then stopping the run, I mean, I don't know. And stopping the pass, I don't – they're about average at both of those. And then, you know, they're pretty much an elite offensive team. They've scored over 31 points in every game except for one. I mean, they're for real. Murray doesn't turn the ball over. They're always in, it seems like, third and shorts. And you get in third and short, Murray's, you know, scoot, scoot, first down, or throws the ball and it's a first down. Um, the Rams, to me, are overrated. The only thing that the Rams do at an elite level, to me, is throw the ball. With Stafford and they got good receivers, you know, they could throw the ball. They can't really run the ball. The only reason why they run the ball even half effectively as they do is because of their scheme. Because the running backs suck. Hendrickson or Henderson and, and Sony Michelle just are not good in my opinion. And then their defense, their defense always plays good against teams that suck. Like Detroit and you know, who do they have? They have the Texans this week, the Giants last week. Um, their defense will show up in those games because they're so talented. Like two players are so talented in Ramsey and Donald. And then a couple other guys, you know, the Lewis guy's pretty good from Alabama. So they'll, they'll slow down those teams, you know, like Kansas City can't slow anyone down. But when they play like an elite quarterback, I don't think they can slow those those type of teams down. Like Murray lit them up. Uh, Brady scored a lot on them. Um, I don't know. I just don't see them stopping, you know, although they did stop Wilson, so maybe. So, I mean, the Ram defense is it's not terrible, but I don't really trust it, and I don't trust their running game. So I think they're a little overrated. I think too much is going to come down to them just trying to outscore teams, whereas Tampa Bay, to me, has a better defense. Arizona has a better defense. Dallas's defense causes more turnovers than the Rams. But Dallas can run the ball way better than the Rams. Um, so so that's all I got. Um, you know, as far, hopefully some of you guys start retweeting this. Maybe give a, I don't know, a review on the podcast or what, what have you. 
tell me what I could do better, you know, whatever. Um, I I have two guys now that I'm placing bets for. I finally got one of the guys I might get rid of because I've had him for a couple years, and he uh, is having a bad year this year, 14, you know, 16. I mean, I've bet more, you know, on on his picks, and he – I don't know. He's kind of being a dick. The other guy, though, I just started with this year is really cool, and I like putting picks for him. So, but, you know, I mean, if anyone, I mean, these guys pay me so to do it. So, but what have you. All right, till the next time. Later.